I don't need your endorsement, I don't need reinforcement Giving you your last warning, cause I'm at my prime What's up, everybody? This is Ed Nazakelli with The Truth Behind Fitness. I have a, an incredible uh, special guest today, a uh, very good friend of mine. Uh, we started out as a trainer-client and uh, I think really blossomed into a really, really great relationship, uh, like a lot of great relationships through time and some trials and tribulations. Um, I, I consider her one of my best friends in the world, somebody I can, I can not talk to for six months and pick up the phone and boom, she's right there. And you know, it's like, we never missed a beat. So uh, I agree. Totally. All right. All right. So with that, I, uh, let me introduce my great friend, uh, Kendall Bretto Smiley. Say hello to everybody, Kendall. Hello. Um, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna let Kendall. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal narrator. So I'm gonna be quiet a lot in this podcast. But what I'm gonna ask Kendall, <laughs> what, what I'm gonna ask Kendall to do is um, I'm gonna ask her a little bit about how how we met and our relationship and and sort of that trainer uh, trainee expectation and sort of like the experience she had um, through her eyes, obviously, and then kind of uh i'll kind of kind of guide that through the the next processes you know where we kind of went from show one to show two and 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 so forth um and then you know kind of like where how she is where she is today and how that path happened so kendall tell me a little bit about that first time which is really one of my favorite stories when we first met uh we talked about that but go ahead so you know, I loved looking at fitness magazines. I was, at the time, not really lifting weights, but I was playing ice hockey pretty regularly. I was on a team in the South Shore, and um, I was really interested in doing a bodybuilding competition, but I had, like, no clue. I was trying to, like, train myself and look at the magazines and and try to like follow along with these diet plans and at the time i was dating my husband and he was big into working out and i'll never forget it was close to my birthday because my birthday was in october and i had been working out all summer and thinking about doing a fall show and he got it gave me like a little reality check it was like eh, i really don't think that uh you kind of know what you're doing it might not be a good idea so hence you know on my birthday i did have a bacon cheeseburger <laughs> <that> <laughs> you know so so fast forward i am an occupational therapist and i was doing travel therapy at the time and i would be um kind of like in a rotation for sometimes like a few months and I happened to be at this facility and you know I had met a new girl she had just started there also she was um you know a better therapist a physical therapist for a little while and I had we had gotten to talk about working out and she said oh she's like uh, I told her I wanted to do a, a bodybuilding competition and I didn't really know I only knew bodybuilding competition. I didn't know like the divisions, like bikini, figure, physique. Right. So, like I kind of looked it up, and she told me that her best friend was um, a bodybuilder and did fitness competitions, and that I should meet her trainer. And and there was probably this had, had now my birthday was in October, so now fast forward, we're going into um, the beginning, end of end of February of the new year okay. into the beginning of March. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And then literally probably about a week later, I did, the girl ended up leaving and I never saw her, but she had given me the contact information. So lo and behold, I call you up. Yeah. And uh, we set up a meeting. Yeah, which is <laughs> still my favorite story ever, but continue. <laughs> continue you want to go on with that? oh I, yeah i i think it's i think it's like literally it's like the, the ultimate icebreaker ever i think so go ahead yeah 
Absolutely. So, yep, I called you up and I was like, I heard that you do personal training. I was thinking about doing a bodybuilding competition. I had never contacted a personal trainer before ever. (laughs) You know, I'm in my mid 30s right about then. I was 30. I was 35 at the time when I had talked to you. So, um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i actually forgot i forgot so you're talking about Teresa and lauren right yes, that's yes. yeah that's so funny yeah. i forgot all about that's that that's how i because and then and you know and then you know sometimes when that door closes and i would have never thought that i would still be pursuing um bodybuilding but again you know just happens to be that window opens sometimes when one door closes and it just happened to be and it was very effortless and easy and that's how things should flow right i did tell you i did just try to describe myself a little bit (laughs) (laughs) well this was in person so so i i i don't know this person she's she's excitable on the phone and she's which is great as a trainer when you get somebody that tells you they want something so goal-oriented as doing a show that they're excited about it. They're not like, yeah, I'd like to try it. It's a bucket list. No, this girl was like, I'm I'm in. I want to do this. You're going to be my – you know, like it was great. So traditionally, you know, you meet with a client, which, which I always do. We always meet with a client. You just sit down with them uh, mainly because you want to make sure you mesh personality-wise, your, your philosophy, what you want them to do, whatever, and make sure that they're willing to work hard and they understand, right? So we set up a meeting, right? And I, I, will, say, I will say this. I, I have no um, ideology or, or conception of what somebody looks like before. Um, I know what genetics, like I, I have to explain that to people, like there's a genetic factor that comes into play and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know Kendall at all. Um, and she comes to my gym and, um, we meet in my office and feel free to explain how you introduced yourself. Cause I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think I told you that I was black. <laughs> she did. She did. She, it was one, hi, I'm Kendall, by the way, I'm black. That's what yep. she said to me. And I was like, okay, great. And then we just sat down and we had this great, great conversation about like, sacrifice and blah 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 and, and uh so so tell tell uh, tell the folks about your experience as far as like doing your first show so i'm definitely a bucket list girl you know it had been on my bucket list for a long time so when i met you in march and we thought about when we were going to be doing a show uh october the cape cod um ocb show was a good fit because it was actually after my birthday So I was going to be 36. This was like a big deal. And I really wanted to put something big on the list for my 36th birthday. Nice. Nice. And I, and I know that, you know, I was still playing hockey and I remember that first, you know, I had already signed up for a triathlon. So I remember that being a little bit of it because I had was training for a triathlon in the middle of us training for the yeah. bodybuilding yeah. and you're like that's not it that was not a good idea <laughs> no. I, I had already signed up for it <laughs> see what us and trainers remember, have to deal with it's crazy <laughs> uh, yeah you know and um so our training sessions were really good and i just remember that i remember having a hard time and you had looked at me and said like the cookies and the cake and the ice cream will all be there in the end uh, after the competition was over. Because in my mind, you know, you 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 sacrifice because you're eating. I was very diligent about uh, when, you, when I was eating, what I was eating, what you told me to do. Like, there was like a no-brainer. I didn't have to think about it. I just did it. And once you said that, that kind of released me from like, the hold of like not being able to like feel like I'll never have it again. So I was able to like let that go and like straight on move forward. So here we are in October. I'm feeling good. I've got my, my suit. I got my, uh, uh, bathing suit all picked out, gemmed out, glittered out. (laughs) I spray tanned. I, I, it never occurred to me that I would have to like be really a black person getting spray tan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you ex- so, so I will explain. I will say I will go on a step further. We had a conversation one time, and again, this is goes into like 
this is why I, I, I guess I don't really understand racism in America because here we are. She introduced herself like as as a black girl. I'm looking at her and going, okay, fair enough. I'm I'm a white guy, and I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, and and then she explained to me that there are different black like colors of black. Do you remember that conversation? <laughs> like I had never had a conversation. It was hilarious. She's like, there's, there's your color, right? So you're a very light, pretty lighter, very skin, light. lighter skin. Yes. And then you went like, and then there's a brown and then, and then you said, and then there's blue, black. And I'm like, wait, it's what? Really dark, yeah. I was like, what is that? Um, <laughs> so as far as getting a spray tan, I wasn't quite sure. Like the, how, you know, that I had to stand after looking at magazines, how everything was going to translate onto the stage, which made total sense. Cause I had seen a girl in the bathroom. I remember before I had actually, I had seen a competition. Um, one of the girls that I had got my gym that I had gone to, yeah. she was competing. So I got to go backstage and that kind of solidified because at the time you, they, you know, they weren't strict about people kind of wandering. Oh, right, right, right. So I got to see what the winner looked like in the bathroom. Like we were both washing our hands at the sink and I was checking her out in her suit. And I'm like, I could do this. And that was kind of like, I saw, you know, with the lights and the tan and then you saw her up close. And I'm like, this isn't so far fetched, you know? Right, right. And it wasn't glossed over from like a magazine or airbrushed or anything like that. So lo and behold, here we are, Cape Cod, I'm spray tanned out, yeah. competition, and I was I signed up for I signed up for two two classes, you, right? You wanted me to do the the novice and then the open. Yep, those two. And what they ended up because it was the novice was like never doing a show before, right? And the the organization ended up putting me in a third for free because they they knew it was my birthday, it was cut. Kind of, they could see that it, it was my birthday coming up, so it was the over the old lady category, the over thirty five. Oh jeez, I I, I forgot I, I forgot about yeah, that I didn't too. Have to pay for that one. So that was like, eh, what up, right? Well, you're there. I mean, you did all the work. You might as well get up on stage as many times as you can, you know? So I was like, okay. So, and I remember they sent back the info they had asked me and, and I had talked to them. I was like, sure, that's, that's fine. And I had talked to you. Um, and so what ended up happening? Uh, you know, I didn't understand, like, they put your name on a sheet, you know, you do, the, <laughs> yeah. you, you do like, I, we didn't talk about those kind of Well, I, you know, so as a trainer, like, you know, one of the things that I've always, I've always done, you get your, you get your people prepared for the day and you, and what I've always said was, I want, I want all my people to be ready. And you remember this, I'm like, you're ready two weeks before the show. That was always my goal. Yes. Right. Yes. And that way, if you had to do any manipulation, whether it was water manipulation, whatever, and you could do that at, at really low risk to the client. I never talked about the day of the show because I always felt that was a disservice to the client because then all of a sudden all that crap gets in your head and you start to lose the joy of the show, which as a as your first time, you never like in anything else. You never get another first time at it. So I always was very like, very uh, you know, kind of held back on what I told newbies. Other than we posed the hell out of them. I mean, I used to put you guys right what right on one thirty eight and have you guys pose there. Like I was like, if you can pose in front of traffic, you can pose in front of stage. I was ruthless, but people were ready. Our people were ready for stage. So yeah, I didn't tell you about like, hey, if you're in the center, you're doing well. If your name's no. at the the list, you're, you you made the top five. No, you know. Any of that. I just you know did what we were supposed to do. You know, I had my my hair, everything ready. Yep. And then after the after the morning. Then they put the list up and I was on, my name was on the list. And I just remember seeing people's reaction and like being upset, like walking away. And I'm like, what's that? Like, <laughs> what's happening? Like, why is everybody looking over there? You know? Right. And they said, if your name's on the list, then you made it in the top five. And I had made each, all three categories. I had made the list. Right. <laughs> so I was like, so then you do the final, the night show. And I remember going to Olive Garden and, Eating a ton of yeah. great steaks. <laughs> now, what what, I, tell, what was your placement on all uh, in your classes? So, novice, I won first place novice for never doing a show. Yeah. 
I won second place for the old lady category. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won third place overall, and I beat the young girls, and I was so happy. So that's nice. 18 and up. Nice. And then, and then that's when I was like, I kind of I like this. Yeah. I think I might uh, try this. Like, I thought I was going to be one and done. You know, bucket list, check. Sure. And the experience, because I had played hockey, you know, it's a team sport. And not to say we're not a team, but a lot of it was the first time that in my life as a I thought of myself as an athlete and I had done track and field and I had done soccer and I had done other things but it was so a lot of it was going to be on me on what I ate and I'll never forget my parents having a big clam bake that summer before and my uncle's like you don't want to eat your mom's chocolate cake and I'm like yeah I want to eat my mom's chocolate cake I'm going to have fun 500 pairs of eyes looking on my derriere on stage and I do not want to have to do extra work to get that stuff off. Right. You know, like it was a lot of, uh, for, for not my first show, it was a, the conflict happened to be with like friends and family and sure. balancing out, like going to barbecues and cause it was a long process and people don't see that they, it's, we started in March and here the show was in October and we, you know, I was steady sticking with the diet, and it could be like, you know, some moments where you're like, uh, <laughs> yep. a, you, you have to have a, a talk with yourself. So I got the bug after that. And so in 2012, we signed up for four shows. Yep. I came in, uh, we did, I came in first place for every single show that we did. Yeah. And um, I ended up that October of 2012 uh a year after starting competition that's where i got my pro card right i was i got a pro masters pro uh you know won the overall so so now i'm all in you know <laughs> now i'm all in i i had gotten engaged to my husband that year so 2013 we are planning our wedding i'm gonna put a bodybuilding competition there was a few of those like uh in the north shore that were like in july like weird times not too many yeah but i remember thinking like my uh july and june that we'll do one around there mm -hmm. because my wedding was in august and it was the beginning of the year in february and i i dislocated my shoulder in 2013 and I remember I did an overhead press and I put my shoulder popped out and I I popped it back in because you know I'm an occupational therapist and I'm like oh that kind of hurt and in the same week I found a lump in my right breast mm -hmm. because I was lean right you know, I was eating right I had six months later we I had just won the um the the NPC, you won the Jay Cutler. Cutler, yeah, and we—that was the first time that you and I had like a disagreement because you did not want me to do that show. I was scared and for I, you. I, I have to say, and I was like, but this is like the creme de la creme. But I just, I was yeah. like, I just want to see if I'm like even, you know, like able to compete. And you were like, they do steroids, they don't drug test, you know. And I'm I like, was, I, I, I admit it. I was, I was, you know, it was more about. It was, it, there was no doubt in my mind where Kendall was as far as where she could be, you know, like I, at that point I was doing the muscle mania tour. Um, I obviously wanted her with me doing muscle mania, being on tour, like just would be phenomenal. And we did that one. We yep. did that one. I won that one. Yep. And I got into oxygen magazine. So yeah. I mean, it, so everything that you were touching at the time was, was gold and, you know, and I was sort of like, you know. Uh, you know, kind of doing my thing on, on the muscle mania tour level and, you know, being a part of that, it was, everything was literally gold. Like everything we did, whether it was bringing, and then we were bringing clients. It, it was just, it was a phenomenal time. And then when you did, when you said, Hey, I want to do the Cutler, my concern was uh, like, not that you couldn't do it or that you physically weren't was the, I was, I was scared about the politics because uh, that's all I had heard about the NPC, and that's mm -hmm. I guess kind of unfair because it was it was hearsay, and I was concerned about like the non-testing, and so I I voiced it. I said, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm not I'm not in on this one. I remember it like yesterday, and I remember where I was when you called me. I was at Trader Joe's in Foxborough. <laughs> 
And you called me and said, like, not like, nah, 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 I won. Like, you were literally just like, I'm on cloud nine. I won. We did it. We did it. She gave me credit. And I I remember, like, having tears in my eyes because I'm like, how could I ever doubt this girl? Like, she was such a rock star. It was no doubt that. And then I still I still have her picture in my gym hanging in our free weight room. And it's all, and it's the irony of it is it's I sort of I kind of rub it in my face all the time. It's the picture from the NPC show that I have hung up. Um, so, you know, that yeah, that was definitely the first time we I, I would say disagreed. But like we you know, we didn't we weren't on the same page on that. But, um, you know, I don't think I was ever more proud of somebody going in and just being like fuck it i'm gonna win this no matter what and she did yeah, and- I, I visualized i had googled the stage i had saw it in my mind i had i knew what my hair was gonna look like i knew what suit i was i knew what the poses were and i'll never forget being on stage and uh they called third place and it was between first and second and i'm clapping my hands and i'm like I just might win this whole thing. <laughs> I was kind of like laughing, and it just played out exactly the way that I had pictured. And that's like the power of visualization. Focus, yeah. Visualization, sure. Because of the fact that you know, uh, we, I just, I just knew I needed to just, just do it for myself. Right. Uh, right. And so here it was, you know, all these months later, coming off of this high. Six months later, I get the news. On Marathon Monday, I go in for a biopsy uh, the day of the marathon bombing at the Brigham and Women's Hospital, and I find out later that day that I had breast cancer, mm-hmm. and that changed my life completely. Yeah, because yeah. that was not anything. I not even close. No one in my family had a history of breast cancer. Uh, wasn't even on the radar, mm-hmm. you know, when I dislocated my shoulder. But that's that divine intervention. Yeah. You know, yeah thanks. It stopped me in my tracks. And if I hadn't worked out and if I hadn't been training, I probably would have never had found out that I had a, I could palpitate like a, a lump in my chest. Yeah. yeah. And so then that takes a whole, that was a whole nother journey there. Uh, I had some low moments, but the the working out I stick I stuck with um, I train you know I trained uh, tiredly through the whole chemo I had sixteen doses of chemo thirty three doses of radiation um, I had two surgeries in that whole process and I remember from a year from when I finished my last dose of chemo i was still doing radiation uh I, we got back on stage right and it was the first it was 2014 it was the first show it was a it was a pro show it was the first show i lost ever yeah yeah <laughs> which makes me believe that maybe i need to do one by the time i'm like when i'm 50 sure you know just because <laughs> that always um, yeah but, can't end can't end that way you know you know it was uh a yeah lot but of I, get- I will say this uh i remember when you said to me um, Hey, I want to do this. And it was a different, it was a different approach. I knew it was going to be a different approach. I yes. knew that you weren't going to, yeah, to focus on exactly because I had, I had been so low from what was going on with, um, going through breast cancer treatment. I was getting married. Uh, I got married. I was like, we are getting down that aisle no matter what, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to wheel me down, you know, um, and uh, that kind of kept me in my mind, my mindset uh, up, you know, and focused and being positive. So that way my body and my cells weren't going to hear me feeling low and being down okay. on myself for what was happening, that I, uh, that I had that sense of control on that end. Right, right. No, I think, uh, yeah, so... So yeah, so you you went into that show. I still remember that show too. And and um, and then after that, um, you know, it was it was a wrap. It was a wrap for yep. you know not not for us as we we did a we did our no, teams no. and we did um, you know we brought people to shows for years yep. and then we did training with the I uh, posed girls and yep. so that was a lot of fun. And yep. then you know my husband and I 
uh, we thought we were on it to have children. Yeah. So, you know, that was kind of like the next step on my journey um, to be able to have a child uh, after going through breast cancer. So that was a whole process. We ended up doing IVF. Uh, because I had, I was getting old, first of all, you know, now yeah. I'm in, I'm getting close to uh, late 30s, and uh, we had froze my eggs prior to my chemo and radiation because I wasn't quite sure if I could have kids because I never tried to have kids because, you know, especially my parents were like, don't get knocked out. <laughs> 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 my whole finishing school being a professional and now after all that the dust was settled where we were we had the eggs so we just did uh we did the ivf and and we were very thankful that uh our son zion took on the first try nice Um, so that was in 2017 okay and uh i ended up having a beautiful boy. He was premature. So he was six weeks early. But um, again, through all that, I were I walked. I worked out. You know, because you gave me some good lessons, and we still checked in um, be- about like keeping a healthy lifestyle. And you know, oftentimes people you were able to use me as an example because if it could, it could happen to me, it could happen to anyone. It, it was um, here. Someone was they knew worked out all the time, and this was a shock not only to my family and friends, but you know to myself. So sure. you gave me good tools to to have so that I can kind of have a a good life, and and I see it with my patients. You know, um, the the quality of life they have. You can always tell the ones that that stay active because if they do have an incident they come into rehab the recovery is a lot smoother because they have been active yeah. you know have that had an active lifestyle sure sure absolutely no nope, absolutely so so uh zion's born zion's doing great um now fast forward um talk to me about the origins of collective chat um <laughs> and because i know them but the 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 listeners don't and then sort of how that how your experience i guess from from all of the things that you've been through have led to where you currently are with collective chat and kind of what you're looking to do with it so tell me a little about the origins of it and then kind of where you where you where you are and where you want to go with it all right so uh during the training when we were training i would often listen to um Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn, a lot of motivational speakers because I and um, love the focus. Like I love what they said. It helped me, like pump me up. So often in my ear, I would in my uh, headset. That's what I would be. Not necessarily rocking out to music all the time, but like 50-50. Like you could do it all that stuff. So with the collective chat, I roped in a group of friends it was four of my friends they had all we all had an eclectic background from from makeup artist to photographer to magazine to physical therapy to talk about health wellness money management going from where you are to where you want to be and everybody had like a different opinion so we kind of formulated it as like a a mini talk show and we would have guests come in and we would talk about sometimes love relationships and it was good because they we all had different uh viewpoint so when talking with our guests it was able to see that you know we are all connected but and we could also have different opinions and i had started that uh before zion i was uh it was 2015 when we had started it and when i had died pregnant the 2017 i remember doing a show we did a couple shows in the beginning of that year and then you know life happens people move people you know change jobs um people were getting busy so it kind of like faded out and and then i i had zion and i 
had been putting a motivational post up on the collective chat and I really wanted to bring it back. So I had contacted the group in the beginning of 2020 to say, hey, I'd like to bring it back. This was before the pandemic to see if everybody was interested. We were going to a studio to do the recordings and everybody was on board. And then COVID happened in that March. And even with being able to Zoom, it was still kind of difficult. People were kind of nervous about meeting up. Uh, things were shutting down. So I, you know, I had to talk with myself to say, you know, this was my baby. This was my idea. So why don't I just do it myself? Right. So I kind of like, they, I talked to everyone about like basically fading them out. They were oh, completely okay with it because the really people couldn't commit to it, you know, so because they had their own lives and it was understandable. So that gave me a platform to really, I love writing. I've been journal writing for over 22 years. So it gave me an opportunity to write some of the things that I had been going through, not only with uh, breast cancer, with my family, with just life lessons from my mom. My mom had passed away, you know, uh, prior to that. And that was a pivotal time in my life also. So it was an opportunity to just breathe and express myself in a, a whole collective conscious, knowing that we're all connected right. um, energetically. And so that's, uh, you know, how it started. So then I, I was getting a lot more response because people were getting to know a little bit of piece of my story. And, uh, you know, I'm a very eclectic, uh, not too many black women play ice hockey. <laughs> people were curious about that. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, between that, bodybuilding, they were curious about that. And then full circle in 2019, because I had been diagnosed the day of the bombing, 2019, I ended up doing the Boston Marathon and running. And that was another moment of coming full circle because when I walked out, I had no idea two minutes later that the bombing was going to go off. Uh, and I was going to walk to the finish line, but something told me to just get in my, you know, get on the train and go home. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's always those moments where you, somebody was looking out, <laughs> you know, well, and things yeah, I mean, got every, totally different. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, I think it kind of goes into like, you know, the, I think one of the strongest messages that you can take away from this particular conversation, if you're listening, is that the universe has designs, right? And so, you know, how is it that, um, you know, a woman that you worked with for less than a week, if it wasn't for her, right. you and I would have never met. Now, that doesn't mean you wouldn't have similar experiences, but we definitely wouldn't have had any shared experiences, which which changes the whole trajectory of both of our lives, you know? And too, we didn't even say that we, I ended up competing against the girl because she stopped training with you. Oh, that's right. I forgot about she that. She stopped training with you. Well, of course she kicked her ass. Happened. I mean, come on. And, uh, and then we're on stage, the same woman that you used to train, stopped training with you. And then we're both looking at each other on the first competition. That's ever. right. I forgot about that. She was that. on stage with me. She's a And bro. I didn't know until you, like that day, like she saw you backstage and you're like i used to that that because i had never met her i didn't know who she I was i forgot all yeah i forgot all about because <laughs> i remember now i remember it because i was standing outside talking to her husband and uh and and then eventually her she came over you know because it's always awkward as a trainer it's like when a when a client you know i mean it's there there is a personal part of it like you, you I, I think you're inhuman if you don't take it personal if somebody's like oh, i'm gonna go train with someone else or whatever you know so they go to the show and you know i don't I, I can honestly say I don't wish bad on anybody, but I definitely was psyched when you beat her, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's a, that's a competitive human nature side, you know, so I forgot about that. That's crazy. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know, it's funny as it, um, I, a couple episodes ago, I had a good buddy of mine on that was that we competed against each other of God for 20 plus years. And, um, you know, one of the things we talked about now that we're getting older and we look back at like, you know, 
the sacrifices that were made and and uh you know and and you start and you, and you kind of see this i don't know if you follow any of like the the old school bodybuilders the dorian yates's and those guys but you know you can see this this opening up and it happens it, it it's a weird thing that happens when you're dieting for a show and it tends to happen towards the end there's this sort of like i think it's because you're so hyper focused and there's a consciousness of you that sort of opens up at the end and you become so aware of the people that have supported you the people that got you because it does because it's such an individual sport and yet it really isn't um you 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 have these moments of massive clarity and emotion that happen at the very end and we kind of laugh we dave and i my buddy and dave and i laughed about it because like you know you'd 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 send like messages to people you that normally you wouldn't write in such um you know with such passion and things of that nature and yet when you get to that show component it's kind of a beautiful thing because you're so vulnerable and so mm. open and right. i always enjoyed that piece both personally and 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 for like meeting myself is i always loved that conscious piece i had now one thing i can say that parallels a lot of this is that my youngest daughter was born five days before the Mr. Universe. And uh -huh. I had to make a conscious decision. And again, I, you know, when I say it over, over a podcast like this, people are going to be like, you did what? But I had to hop on the plane two days after my daughter was born to go to the Mr. Yep. Universe. And when I say I had to, anybody that's a bodybuilder understands that it, it was a conscious decision as well as a subconscious decision. In my in my heart of hearts, I knew that I should stay home. And yet my wife at the time was like, no, you need to go. Why did she say that? Because I was literally sitting after the baby was born, eating right out of a Tupperware dish while she was recovering and eating pancakes. And I remember Jackie looking at me going like, oh my God, get out of here, go to the gym, do whatever you got to do. Like you're driving me bananas, you know? And I was literally like, okay, thanks. I'll be back, you know? And it's funny because only people that compete really understand that yeah. that had to yep. be. Now the beauty, and this is where I'm coming full circle with this. And this is kind of where I think the universe, you just got to open your eyes and be open emotionally. But I got there um i didn't feel well about being there and i couldn't figure out why i looked the way i wanted to look and i was ready for the show i had you know we i've always said you know you only have one person to blame at the end and it's yourself so like i always got up the day of the show and i'd look in the mirror and be like did i did i do the work it took to get ready and if the answer was yes i didn't really care what the outcome was um you know, if, if some person judged me as fifth, it was fifth, it was fourth, it was fourth, whatever. Um, and that was, I, I came to that as I got older, not when I was younger, when I was younger, I wanted to win. Um, but when I got older, it was really more about, you know, um, more my peers. I, I liked the comments from my peers more than anything else. But I remember waking up that morning, getting ready, you know, you do, you go through your routine and then you sit around and you'll wait and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I went to the show and, and I remember, um, the class that I was in was phenomenal. And I thought, I thought maybe I'd squeak out like third. Um, I came in fifth. Um, I was fine with it. You know, I remember getting back, we had rented a house. It was me and Sturt and Christine and Alicia and Gabby and Gabby's sister. It was, it was, there was too, too many of us in the house. And we got back to the, the thing. And I remember taking off my, uh, my, my posing suit and throwing it in the trash. I had that second had retired. No, didn't say a word to anybody. I knew that my life changed forever when my second daughter was born. It was time. It was time. Um, there was nothing left for me. Um, I, I I wanted nothing out of bodybuilding anymore, and I wanted to go home. I I we went out to eat, of course, and then we woke up. I think at like I think we got back at two a.m. and we Sturt and I got up at four thirty to go to the airport to catch a six thirty flight. And I you know that that plane couldn't fly fast enough, and I couldn't wait to get home. And I never looked back after that. I've never 
you know, Christine asked me yesterday, do you think you'd do another show? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe if the kids kind of were like, hey, dad, we'd like to see you do that. Maybe it would be in inspiring enough. But um, and that would be cool to do at 50. I'd love to. That would maybe be a cool bucket list. But overall, I, the universe, I was so open to what the universe was trying to tell me. And it was, it's time to be a dad. It's time to go home and, yeah, and to do something different. Everything that you've done for everybody else, do for your kids. And I'm not saying it was an overnight thing. It took me a long time mm -hmm. to learn mm -hmm. how to do that. But that's what that's what the universe said to me that in, in that moment. And I that's the thing that I cherished about bodybuilding more than anything else. The relationships that I had with people like yourself, they they're 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 forever. But also the vulnerability and the subconscious thing that only peeked its head out <laughs> at certain points while I was dieting and, uh, and I loved it. And I, you know, and now I'm older and more conscious about it. But and that's I'm, because you were open. I was, I you, was. There was little spots of being open because if, you know, the universe does give you signs all the, all the time. Right. And so right. if you're closed off from it, you're not going to see it. You're not going to hear it and you're not going to feel it. Right. And so I, and I, and I think, you know, I, I follow, I follow Kendall and I, I follow the collective chat and I, and, and, and a lot of other things. And I think it's really great to watch somebody transfer from there's, to me, there's no difference uh, from where the person I met right in my office to the person you are right now, because I always saw that person. That was the same person I see on the collective chat. Now, have you grown? Of course, absolutely. But the person itself hasn't is the exact same person to me, which is great. I I was very I always thought I was the most fortunate one because I was <laughs> I always got to get these great relationships with these people in these incredible endeavors that they set up for themselves. Um, you know, training people for marathons or shows or things of that are you know, we refer to them as bucket list. I, I refer to them as incredible endeavors um, is such a gift because you become, and a lot of times you're only there for a short time. You know, I can't tell you how many clients I've met over the years. I'm there for 10, 12, 14, 16 weeks. And then for one reason or another, they've either accomplished their goal and they move on, which is part of our job, right? It's like OT, you help yeah. somebody get ready and then they're done, you know, like, um, it's amazing when you look back at it and you realize that you didn't help them. They helped you. Like that's right. it's a, it really is. And that's, and that does come with time. Like I didn't look at it in that same lens or that same perspective for until now, you know, and I, I lived a, an incredibly fortunate life doing that job. And now I teach it to others, you know, like mm. you are you're transferring your knowledge to the general public through collective chat. And I just think it's amazing. I, I, it's fun to watch people evolve into and utilizing different platforms to do that in, you know, and that's what I wanted the podcast to be was, you know, um, you know, we talk about a lot of different things, but for the most part, I want it to be motivational. I want it to be informative. I want people to realize that, there's so many different elements of fitness. Um, yes. And I think And what's that... going to keep you going when you right. are low? Exactly. That, you know, like when there's going to be moments that you don't want to get up and don't want to go to the gym. It's not all peachy keen and go for it, rah, rah. Like there are moments where you're like, oh, I do not want to do this. My body is in pain. Right. But I always utilize this, you know, my air quotes bucket list because <laughs> I, I put... I put those things because I needed to grow and I didn't want to be stagnant. Right. So I would try to do very eclectic things that had a wide range of reach to like, let me just kind of like, just see if I can like, because it, you're going to transform and you're going to change in the process. Right. And I knew that about myself because that's, so that's why I like to put these things that are like real lofty and like, you know, where people might not think to do just because you're not going to be the same from the start to finish. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I you know, um, I know we're, we're kind of coming up on time. We're going to wrap it up in a little bit, but, um, you know, so 
I think you just touched on something right there. And it's something that we talk about. I talk about with, you know, um, my, my trainers to tell to their clients, I don't train as much as I used to. Um, but even my current clients, uh, I have a specific client, you know, probably eight weeks ago, uh, it was, I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. Right. And I said, okay, that's, that's fine. You need to lose 20 pounds. I'm like, what do you want? And it was like a dead, it was literally, you know, it's like in the gym, it's always, it's always loud. It was literally like you could have heard a pen drop. And he's like, what do you mean? What do I want? And I was like, it's a different manifestation. Like you, if you, you, you've been telling me now for like five or six months, you want to lose 20 pounds. What do you want? I was like, well, I, I'd really like to lose 25. What a difference. And to this morning, he said to me, he goes, Hey, I just, I'm down 20. And I was like, man, it feels good, doesn't it? And he goes, yeah, but I want, but I want six more. I go, huh? My math's not so good, but that's not 25. That's 26. <laughs> Isn't it great? It's great. And all I did was, was say one thing yeah. and it changed his entire trajectory on and, and approach. It shouldn't be need. It should be, it should be want. You should, yeah. if you need something, that's because like the doctor told you, you have to lose weight. Um, I want you to want it, get ahead of the curve, like be like, you know, uh, be it, be ahead of it. And so I think you said something like, Hey, I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to set the bar high, man. What a, what an underutilized statement in America today. You know, I, I, yeah, we set the bar like here. I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, shit, anybody lose 10 pounds. You want to lose 20, you want to lose 25. You want to, you know, that, to me, that's the raising the bar a little bit. Go after it. Don't be afraid to fail. That's how we learn, right? Like failure. I know, but people, it's hard for people. It's hard. I know. And so you have that to. The gratification of I social know. media. Yeah, I know. What they see and they don't see the background. With, at least with my boys, my older boys, they saw the four, four or five months of training. Like they saw the behind the scenes. They saw the practice. They saw that it's not just the person on the magazine is like a whole lot behind that <laughs> yeah to get to that point yeah and i i do think that in you know in uh in the in the glorification of instant instant gratification and social media you know that the younger generation especially and because i get a lot of them hey i want to look like this and i'm like okay you don't know anything about this person this person that you're you now have chosen to uh, idolize. You don't know the work that they put in. You don't know the genetic factors that are in place there. You don't know anything about this person other than the images that they choose to put on social media. And so I had, I have a young kid that I'm, I'm working with right now and he's a great kid and I'm trying to get him to understand that like time is the number one thing on your side. When you're 46 years old, time is not the number one thing on your side. When you're 18, you have tons of it, okay? So in his case, I'm like, you have, I would, he wants to do a show, which is great, that's awesome. I, I told him, I was like, all right, let's 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 shoot for um, two years from now. You should have seen his face. He was like, wait, two years? I'm like, yeah, that's the amount of time it's gonna take. You're so, your muscular yeah, structure yeah. is so immature. Like we need so much time to work on all this stuff. Oh, and by the way, you'll look better than that guy right there on Instagram that you're looking at. And so it's, that's the thing I think that I would, you know, I think is important that people understand is that it's fine to have people that you look up to. We did, I, I did when I was a kid. I mean, I was, a, you know, a, obviously a huge fan of Arnold. And then when I got into bodybuilding, it was Sean Ray. And I mean, I like the shorter guys because I'm short, you know, like Lee Labrador and Sean Ray and Flex Wheeler and those guys. And again, I was slightly naive and, and ignorant at the time. I didn't know what went on. I didn't know the difference between natural and not natural. And I just, I just looked at people and I said, I, I want to look like that, you know? And, um, and I was also willing to do the work that it took. I really enjoyed the process, which is why we always say, trust the process. You know, you have to enjoy that piece of it. You got to enjoy the work. Um, you can't shy away from work and you can't shy away from time. Um, and that's the same thing as training for a marathon or anything else. You've got to realize that, uh, some things take time. I think the, the, the thing that is most inspiring about you that for me was, you know, you started out very much like me. You did shows and you won right away. And then, you know, uh, you know, the universe threw you some curveballs. 
and and you could have easily packed it up and said, you know what, I'm good. Like I did well, and now it's time to move on. But you didn't. You you came back and said, hey, I want to do this show. I know I'm not going to be my best, but I still want to do it. And you know what? I thought you looked phenomenal uh, for for everything that you went through. I mean, you were shredded. Number one, <laughs> um, you know, maybe not as full. That was the only thing I remember about that yeah. show. Just yeah, not being as yep. not as full. But I said, geez. Man, she gives you 100%. And so I think people can take that message away along with a lot of messages today, which is, you know, you you were in, inspirational not to me, but I know you were inspirational to others. Um, and I think your story is inspirational. And I think what you're doing through collective chat is inspirational as well. And I think more people... You know, you know, you're either inspired by others or you're meant to inspire others. And I don't think it's bad to be on either one of those as long as you're on a trajectory of growth. That's it. So right on. I don't know if I missed anything on that, but if I did, feel free to <laughs> fill it in. Right on. All right. Um, well, you're not bad yourself, you know. I try. <laughs> I I do try. I I yeah. I I've no, had. It's been, it's been a pretty awesome journey, and I'm glad in this lifetime our paths have crossed. I know. I hear you, and we'll and we'll <laughs> and we'll keep it up. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up. Um, that this has been a phenomenal. That was quick, man. That was I know. Quick, you know what? We start talking about each other. An hour goes by quick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? We'll have you back on. Um, and we'll talk more about, you know, uh, the things we talked about today. And um, I want to thank you so much for your time, your friendship, um, always be in there for me and uh, appreciate everything about you. So uh, everybody say, you know, check out the collective chat when you get a chance. Um, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, keep up the great stuff. All right, man. I love you. I love you too. To Take Bye. care, bud. Bye. All right, that has been um, a really cool. Uh, I, I just thoroughly enjoy when I get a chance to connect with, you know, old friends, um, old clients, uh, guy guys and girls that I've worked with and competed with. Uh, I just think it's a very introspective look at um, a unique lifestyle um, that I think a lot of people don't understand. Um, you know, they see sort of muscular people and or people that are bodybuilders, and they just think it's sort of one thing and they don't understand, you know, and what all of the positive things that come out of it. So hopefully you guys took that away from today. I know I did. Um, I'm on cloud nine. It's Friday afternoon. So I'm going to go home, play with my kids. You guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. What's up, everybody? This is Ed Mazzucchelli with The Truth Behind Fitness. I have a, an incredible uh, special guest today. A uh, very good friend of mine. Uh, we started out as a trainer client and uh, I think really blossomed into a really, really great relationship, uh, like a lot of great relationships through time and some trials and tribulations. Um, I, I consider her one of my best friends in the world, somebody I can, I can not talk to for six months and pick up the phone and boom, she's right there. And, you know, it's like we never missed a beat. So uh, Come on, I agree. Totally. All right. All right. So with that, I uh, let me introduce my great friend, uh, Kendall Bretto Smiley. Say hello to everybody, Kendall. Hello. Uh, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to let Kendall, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal narrator. So I'm going to be quiet a lot in this podcast, but what I'm going to ask Kendall, <laughs> what I'm going to ask Kendall to do is, um, I'm going to ask her a little bit about how, how we met and our relationship and, and sort of that trainer, uh, trainee expectation and sort of like the experience she had, um, through her eyes, obviously. And then, kind of uh i'll kind of kind of guide that through the the next processes you know where we kind of went from show one to show two and 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 so forth um and then you know kind of like where how she is where she is today and how that path happened so kendall tell me a little bit about that first time which is really one of my favorite stories when we first met uh we talked about that but go ahead so you know i loved looking at fitness magazines i was at the time 
not really lifting weights, but I was playing ice hockey pretty regularly. I was on a team in the South Shore, and um, I was really interested in doing a bodybuilding competition, but I had, like, no clue. I was trying to, like, train myself and look at the magazines and, and try to, like, follow along with these diet plans. And at the time, I was dating my husband, and he was big into working out. And I'll never forget, it was close to my birthday, because my birthday was in October. And I had been working out all summer and thinking about doing a fall show. And he got it gave me like a little reality check. It was like, eh, I really don't think that uh, you kind of know what you're doing. It might not be a good idea. So, hence, you know, on my birthday, I did have a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> <that> <laughs> you know, so, so fast forward, I am an occupational therapist and I was doing travel therapy at the time and I would be um, kind of like in a rotation for sometimes like a few months and I happened to be at this facility and you know I had met a new girl she had just started there also she was um you know a better therapist a physical therapist for a little while and I had we had gotten to talk about working out and she said oh she's like uh, I told her I wanted to do a, a bodybuilding competition and I didn't really know I only knew bodybuilding competition. I didn't know like the divisions, like bikini, figure, physique. Right. That's all, like I kind of loved it up. And she told me that her best friend was um, a bodybuilder and did fitness competitions, and that I should meet her trainer. And and that was probably this had, had now my birthday was in October. So now fast forward, we're going into um, the beginning, end of end of February of the new year okay. into the beginning of March. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And then literally probably about a week later, I did, the girl ended up leaving and I never saw her, but she had given me the contact information. So lo and behold, <laughs> I call you up. Yeah. And uh, we set up a meeting. Yeah, which is <laughs> still my favorite story ever, but continue. <laughs> continue you want to go on with the oh I, yeah i i think it's i think it's like literally it's like the, the ultimate icebreaker ever i think so go ahead yeah absolutely so yep i called you up and i was like I'm, i heard that you do personal training i was thinking about doing a bodybuilding competition i had never contacted a personal trainer before ever <laughs> you know i'm in my mid 30s right about then i was 30 I was 35 at the time okay. when I had talked to you. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually forgot. I forgot. So you're talking about Teresa and Lauren, right? Yes. That's, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I forgot all about and that. That's how I, because, and then, and you know, and then, you know, sometimes when that door closes and I would have never thought that I would still be pursuing, um, bodybuilding, but again, you know, just happens to be that window opens sometimes when one door closes and it just happened to be and it was very effortless and easy and that's how things should flow right i did tell you i did just try to describe myself a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well this was in person so so I, I i don't know this person she's she's excitable on the phone and she's which is great as a trainer when you get somebody that tells you they want something so goal-oriented as doing a show that they're excited about it. They're not like, yeah, I'd like to try it. It's a bucket list. No, this girl was like, I'm I'm in. I want to do this. You're going to be my, you know, like it was great. So traditionally, you know, you meet with a client, which which I always do. We always meet with a client. You do a sit down with them uh, mainly because you want to make sure you mesh personality-wise, your, your philosophy, what you want them to do, whatever, and make sure that they're willing to work hard and they understand, right? So we set up a meeting, right? And I, I, will, say, I will say this. I, I have no um, ideology or, or conception of what somebody looks like before. Um, I know what genetics, like I, I have to explain that to people, like there's a genetic factor that comes into play and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know Kendall at all. Um, and she comes to my gym and, um, we meet in my office and feel free to explain how you introduced yourself. Cause I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think I told you 
told you that I was black. <laughs> she did. She did. She. It was one. Hi, I'm Kendall. By the way, I'm black. That's what yep. she said to me, and I was like, okay, great. And then we just sat down and we had this like great conversation about like sacrifice and blah 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 blah. And, and uh, so so tell tell uh, tell the folks about your experience as far as like doing your first show. So I'm definitely a bucket list girl, you know, it had been on my bucket list for a long time. So when I met you in March and we thought about when we were going to be doing a show, uh, October, the Cape Cod um, OCB show was a good fit because it was actually after my birthday. So I was going to be 36. This was like a big deal. And I really wanted to put something big on the list for my 36th birthday. Nice, nice. And I and I know that, you know, it's, I was still playing hockey. And I remember that first, you know, I had already signed up for a triathlon. So I remember that being a little bit of it because I had was training for a triathlon in the middle of us training for the yeah. bodybuilding yeah. 